What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining into today's podcast as we continue through this journey, walking through the Gospel of Mark. My name is Jason Malkowitz, and I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision. And today, we will be in Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 21. I'm going to be reading out of the CSB version. This is the version that I personally walk through in my time with the Lord. I hope that you've been challenged and encouraged so far going through this Gospel of Mark Because ultimately, God's Word celebrates, encourages, and even challenges sometimes because ultimately, we need to grow in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that I'm learning uh, currently is that each day, God is going to give me a challenge. Each day, God is going to see how much I trust Him. Even it could be a small or minimal challenge, or it could be even maybe a bigger or difficult challenge challenge. As a result, each day I have to choose depending on God or I'm going to choose to depend on myself and do it in my strength. And let me remind us today that we have to depend on God even through the challenges. And so today we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 5 and we're going to see two challenges. One challenge going on with two different Women. So here we go, starting in verse 21, it says this. It says, When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. Now a woman suffering from bleeding for twelve years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus... She became up she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing for she said if i had just touched his clothes i would be made well instantly her flow of blood ceased and she sensed in her body that she was healed of her affliction immediately jesus realized that the power had gone out from him and he turned around to the crowd and said who touched my clothes His disciples said to him, You see this crowd pressing against you, and yet you say, Who touched me? But he was looking around to see who had done this. The woman, with fear and trembling, knowing what he had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. While he was still speaking, People came to the synagogue's leader house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother this teacher anymore? When Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, Do not be afraid. Only believe. 
He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house, and he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said, Talitha kum, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. There are two different scenarios or situations that are going on in this passage. Number one, you have the synagogue leader named Jairus and his daughter is dying. The second scenario or situation that's going on is you have a woman that has been suffering for 12 years from bleeding. I think we can both agree of these situations. It has a tough challenge that is going on. I want to give you some context. Jesus has crossed over the water by a boat and immediately a large crowd has surrounded him by the sea. One of the people that come up to him is a guy named Jairus, who is a synagogue leader. And he comes to Jesus begging and pleading to him, my daughter is dying, please come help. So after Jesus is hearing and seeing Jairus plead to him, Jesus starts making his way to this little girl to help her uh, get healed. And Jesus is walking toward his daughter with an enormous crowd around him. You can only imagine just all these people around Jesus as Jesus is trying to make his way. There's this woman that has been bleeding, comes and tugs Jesus' clothes. She has spent all her money trying to get well and the doctors haven't really been helping her and she has completely hit rock bottom and is completely weak because she's just imagined that she's been bleeding for 12 years. She is weak and and, and she goes and, and she hears about this man named Jesus and all the healing that this man has done, Jesus has done, and the healing of the blind man and the paralyzed man and the leprous made clean and on and on and on. And she has had this faith and courage. Even when she is weak, she is bleeding and and she's trying to get to Jesus. She fights through the crowd to get to Jesus. Because of this woman's determination and faith, she makes her way toward Jesus, and Jesus feels this tug from someone. Now, imagine all the bumping and and the rubbing that people are around Jesus, and Jesus feels this touch, but yet Jesus says, hey, who touched me? You can imagine the disciples that are around him like, Jesus, bro, there's a lot of people around you, but because of this woman's determination and faith, Jesus feels this touch and he heals her. 
Meanwhile, as Jesus just got done healing this woman that has been bleeding for 12 years, the synagogue leader named Jairus still has his daughter that is struggling, that that is dying. And uh, basically is is trying to get Jesus to continue making his way toward the house. And imagine what's going on through Jairus' head when one of the synagogue leader comes to him and says, Hey man, your daughter's dead. I can just think about Jairus and what's going through his mind when he hears that his daughter is dead. First, you think about if the crowd would have parted for Jesus. Maybe you think about uh, what if Jesus didn't stop and help this woman that was bleeding? If we pass too quickly, we will miss it. I think we all have been in uh, this situation some way or another, not exactly the same, but in a way, we have been in a situation. We have thought in one way or another, God has mishandled something or mismanaged our circumstances that are going on in our life. Listen, God doesn't mismanage anything. He uses all circumstances, all things to bring God glory. Jesus gets to the house where Jairus's daughter is, and people are upset and crying because people think that she is dead. And Jesus questions them in verse 39 and says, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And here's the people's response. They laughed at him in verse 40. So because the people were laughing at him, Jesus tells them to, to get out of the house. And, and then once the people get out of the house, Jesus tells the girl... Jairus's daughter to get up and immediately the daughter gets up and begins to walk. Now I want you to notice something that has to do with both of these situations. The girl that was bleeding and the girl, uh, the daughter that is sick. How long was the woman bleeding? 12 years. How old was Jairus' daughter? 12 years. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me in this passage is that God is intentional. 12 years. So it begs the question, if God is intentional, then will you be intentional with God? Everything happens for a reason. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but at the end of the day... Everything is always all about God. God knows exactly what is going on and how to get you through the challenge that you're going through. Maybe it's a challenge that's going on today. But I want you to think about this verse, John 16, 33. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The only way that you will have peace, that I will have peace in the challenges that we may have is only through God. God is the overcomer, not us. So because God is intentional, then there are things that we got to be intentional if we ultimately want to follow the Lord. Three things that I want to leave us today for us to be intentional with God. The first one is this, having intentional time. 
Designate time to spend time alone with Jesus. But designate a time in every decision, every hour to talk with the Lord. I think sometimes I get convicted about this. Spending time with God is not just a one-time day event. Not just spending time, opening up God's Word in the morning and spending time and that's it. No, spending time throughout the day with the Lord, through decision-making, and whatever it may be, listen, we need to spend time with the Lord intentionally. The second one is this, intentional prayer. Being specific about our prayer, being specific about what we have on our hearts, being specific about areas that we may need help in. Be intentional while we're praying to the Lord. And then third is having intentional faith. We have to have faith and trust in God in the mountaintop experiences and also maybe even in the very difficult seasons or challenges that we may have going on in our lives. But everything that is going on has a purpose. And the one who is allowing it to happen has a purpose behind it. Behind the scenes, God has a purpose. So because of that, our response is trust the King. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that you will join us back as we continue through this journey through the Gospel of Mark. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.